Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX, and I have replaced Jesse with my new vice mayor of PHNX. It is Patrick <laughs> wow. Lyons, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sorry, Jesse, I hate to break it to you on the show like this. Uh, it might be awkward, but... Of course, this show is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. And simply for betting $1 on NBA or NFL to score a point, what? As long as either team does score a point, you will get $100 in free bets. And again, the last time, uh, the last uh, basketball game I could find that ended, uh, still ended in a 2-0 tie. Uh, that was Bibb County versus Brookwood uh, in Alabama high school play. So, your money's probably pretty safe on betting on an NBA game, but thank you guys for joining us. Of course, I am joined by Jesse Friedman. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know, even want to talk to you, Derek. I don't. I, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm still mad at you for you know drafting Daniel Descalso in the first uh, overall pick in our D Rocks <laughs> draft, but we'll get yeah, to well, that. Better, obviously, better than taking Matt Reynolds. All right, Derek. Hey, hey, yeah, I lost because I took Matt Reynolds right next to me. Uh-huh. Of course. From the DNVR Rockies podcast, it's our pa- pal uh, who are we, we're acquiring in the draft. It's Patrick Lyons, uh, I, a player to be named later. I don't know who we're sending over, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for you to be here. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Thank you. I thought my title was going to be Comptroller. Okay, I can. Yeah, we can make you Comptroller. That's kind of a meaningless position, but there's a lot of paperwork behind it. Um, but yeah, we got the Comptroller of PHNX now. That's officially. perfect for me. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Uh, yeah, no, guys, we had some baseball. We and me and Patrick, we we're still having some fun uh, at AFL games. The Arizona Fall League has been a blast. I am uh, not as sunburned today and not as dehydrated as I've been. It says 81 degrees, but it f- feels like 100 uh, in the sun directly. Uh, but yeah, we've uh, been walking, watching the D backs and Rockies prospects on the rafters, the rafters who have uh, kind of been losing quite a bit. So that's something we're used to around here. We we are, yeah. You know, and again, it's when you're dealing with prospects, it's not so much about the wins and losses, it's about development. At least that's what you tell yourself you when you don't that. have the wins and losses. <laughs> See, the Rockies, Rockies minor league affiliates did pretty well. Like yeah. Spokane, like in, in A ball, they, they went to the championship series, uh the the Arizona Complex League, they won that. Dominican Summer League, Rockies did really well. So we are very excited about the 2025 roster, baby. Yeah, you're, yeah. We're taking it all. We yeah, are taking right. it all. All right, all right. Well, that's when both of our teams' time will come to shine. But 
Right now, there's a lot of uh, free agency news, obviously, uh, as Jesse and I talked about on last night's podcast. So much of this in is impacted by the new labor agreement and everything that's going to happen with that. But uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, rumors, right? You have some news about some Rockies players uh, being connected to some some new homes, potentially. Yeah, John Paul Morosi from MLB.com reporting that the Tigers uh, have some interest in John Gray, and I think they they may have even thrown a contract out there, thrown thrown a couple bucks out there, floated some numbers, and you know that was my DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week last week on the <laughs> DNVR Rocky side was an early Tigers to win the World Series. It was like plus forty five hundred. Yeah, you know they're going to be in on a shortstop. Is it Carlos Correa going over there? But they're going to have some money to spend. Their tank is pretty much over. And John Gray would be a, a perfect little piece as number two, number three starter, a veteran guy with all the young pitching that they have in Detroit right now. And Detroit is really, uh, I mean, they, they are connected to several free agents. It seems like they are going to be spending some money this offseason. We don't know if they'll be successful in landing any of those guys, but it does seem like the Tigers are connected to a lot of the free agents out there. I know Carlos Correa, they were one of the teams that seemed like for a moment there, rumors had him going to the Tigers. Yeah, I like that. It seems like a natural fit to reuniting with AJ Hinch, but you know, Javi Baez, you know, playing some time in Chicago if they want more of a, a short-term deal. I'm not exactly sure what their their prospect situation is at at shortstop going forward if they've got someone. They they just need to keep that that seat warm. Uh of course, Trevor Story, I think, you know, could be a, a fit Colorado guy, uh, whereby again, it, it might not totally blow up, uh, the payroll, if you will, with a 200, $300 million deal, which is something that Carlos Correa could expect, you know, with the Yankees out there, they're already right now over the, the luxury tax. Like even if they sign nobody, I think they are already over <laughs> and yet they're still like, Hmm, do we want Corey Seager or do We're, we want Carlos? Yeah, Correa? Who are we going to spend, you know, more money on? It really is, you know, and, and, and again, we spoke about this. Jesse and I talked about, you know, does it translate over? And and at what point do you stop giving up? Even if you have all of this money, like the Dodgers and the Yankees, is, is there a point where you stop going after the biggest names on the market and trying to find pieces that are just potentially a better fit for your team? Just not the most expensive, you know, players on the market. It, it's a really weird concept to me because other teams like the Rays have built their entire philosophy on not, paying guys right but the reason why is because baseball really is one of those games that there are few elite players in this league that can stay consistently good throughout the majority of their career like a like a buster posey right who's <laughs> retiring a year after having one of his better batting average seasons you know as of late right so like it's just wild how few of guys you know really deserve those big contracts but teams are willing to throw it at them when they think, you know, this is this is the next big superstar. I know Jesse is probably gonna is gonna have an answer on this one, but how many of those big two hundred million dollar free agent contracts? I mean, you don't even necessarily count Tatis, right? Because that was more of an extension. But how many sure, of those right. big deals have translated or correlated to a World Series? Obviously, you know, the Angels. With with Pujols, Josh Hamilton, you know, CJ Wilson wasn't even 100 million, I don't think, but that was certainly a lot at the beginning of this decade. That nothing nothing came of that. So I don't know that these big deals even translate to championships. Can you think of any at this point, Jesse? That what's the biggest one that's that's mm -hmm. really worked out? It, it 
they don't they don't jump out like oh this is the final piece it's not no. like the nba where if you can bring in that big contract that that final guy that you need for the big three whatever it is you know you're going to the finals it's yeah. just that's not the case in baseball i think i think those big contracts in some ways you could make an argument do more damage than good at, at the end of the day because not only is it you know you, you might only have a few year window where you can really go out there and try and win a world series which is hard to do in baseball like baseball there's a lot of volatility in the playoffs even if you do have you know a, a really top-notch team going into the postseason there's no guarantees of, of anything right and, and right. the problem with a lot of these big deals, especially like the Pujols deal that you mentioned, is that on the back end of that contract, it's hard to do much of anything for, you know, four or five years because you're because your your salary is just completely bogged down. Your payroll is bogged down by paying a guy, you know, 35 million or whatever it was who actually is like not even a viable major league player anymore. Right. Yes. So even yes. like like yesterday, Patrick, Derek and I, we we went. We went ahead. We spent Ken Kendrick's money all we over did. the place. We were just we basically like throwing just, it around. Yeah. We basically just dreamed up like, okay, <laughs> if money was no object, which obviously it is, but if money was no object, who would we go out and sign uh, if we yeah. were the Diamondbacks? That and must Carlos Correa's name didn't come up because right. we don't want to give 10 years and 320 million, even if we could. Right. So like those deals come with a lot of, a lot of risk. And, and like you said, Patrick, we don't really see them work out very often. I mean, shoot, the Rockies only spent seventy million on Ian Desmond, and that's like a, this contract that's like laughable. Like, oh man, that was just right. atrocious, and and it didn't really, you know, cripple them uh, financially, but it was still, you know, viewed as one of like, oh man, you'd love to have that one back again. Like, that's that's how critical a fifteen million dollar annual salary can be yeah. to a smaller market club like that. But the one thing that the Diamondbacks have and, and and Arizona has is a little bit more certainty when you sign a guy to a free agent contract. You pretty much know what you're going to get. Still, still, probably are not very happy with Madison Bumgarner just yet. No. But I think <laughs> wait, wait for this bad boy to play its total, you know, its whole way out, and it might be okay. You know, Desmond yeah. did did a good job with some of the younger guys and and helping out and was a good leader in the clubhouse. Again, is that worth the contract? I don't know. But Bumgarner, what he does as a leader, you might find that out years later on down the line with right. what he does with a guy like Zach Gallon, the we, Umberto's yeah. and all that. Yeah, we've, we've speculated <laughs> quite a bit about that, right? Because, again, we don't really know shit about what's really going on <laughs> behind closed doors, right? I've had, a very, I've had very few instances where I felt like I was in the clubhouse with, you know, the core – couple of guys that that the Diamondbacks players sometimes felt comfortable being themselves around right baseball players athletes in general they the reason why some of their interviews after the game are boring is because they are canned they've been trained to say certain key phrases that will keep them out of trouble and word things in a certain way that are boring but at least answer your questions enough without you know making any kind of controversial remarks right uh, but when when the cameras are off, and they're just being themselves. Some of the ridiculous, funny stuff you hear from these guys is amazing. You know, I've talked about Zach Granke's finest moments being when all the cameras were off and we were just kind of hanging around for a bit too long. And he started calling like Archie Bradley a loser and stuff like that. You know, it was <laughs> it was a uh, very memorable moments, right? And things that we, we you miss that Granke around here. Yeah, we really do, right? And so Madison Bumgarner is one of those guys that I don't know. If like he doesn't seem to me like the mentor type, right? 
but he also uh, does not tell very much information about his personal life. He doesn't even want to give up his game plan during a media meeting. You know, if they want to ask, like, you know, how are, how are you planning on approaching this guy that's a hot hitter? He'll openly say in the meeting, like, I don't want to discuss that. Right, like I'm not giving you. Guys I mean, that's pretty plan. fair, though. Like, I don't know if that many right pitchers now. are gonna want to disclose. You'd like, be surprised. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Did, well, because people didn't just they, answer didn't questions. They ask that to Garrett Cole wasn't that wasn't that like famously asked to Garrett yes. Cole about how yes. he was gonna face Shohei Otani? <laughs> yeah. He just had like the most hilarious answer to that. Question. Right. Like, like how do you answer that if you're a pitcher? Are you supposed I, to like actually tell him? Well, like what you're actually planning on doing? Some do. I think it depends on your maturity, your time in the league. Like some guys are honestly just gonna tell you know the truth, and then there's gonna be guys like Madison Bumgarner that have zero problem telling us. You know, no. You know, no, I'm not telling you right, that information, right. right? I think, um, would it be Justin Verlander? Was that maybe the last big contract that added to a team that put him over the hump for the Astros? Well, that, of course, that was, you know, in a trade. So, oh, you're talking about like a free agency signing straight up. Yeah. Yeah. That's free a good agency. Point. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Not, I mean, A Rod's the- contract did, you know, net the, the Yankees a, a World Series sure, in but that 2009. Was a while ago. That was a while ago. Exactly. Yeah, right. So years. it's, you know, well, and it's kind of like the correlation. Like, I understand the idea of spending, right? When you look at spending, and especially something that's going to come up with this labor agreement is spending and how much teams should be allowed to spend. It's egregious that the Dodgers literally spend almost a hundred million dollars and the next closest team and that next closest team is the Yankees. Like that's insane. And then those two teams can kind of just run away with things financially, but it still doesn't obviously translate over to them being the most dominant teams in the league. The the Dodgers have just won, you know, the one world series. The Yankees have not won a world series since that, 2009 right the, they won a world series quote unquote yes. Come on, it's 60 yes. games there, so. it there it is he's an asterisk guy he's an asterisk guy yes yes for the purposes of the podcast yes, yes. yes, yes why yes, not let's yeah, do sure. it let's, let's go ahead and say that hey do you got one another one of those 60 game seasons yeah yeah and, 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 and to your point with, with these these larger market clubs they've got all the advantage and uh, we talked about it a couple of days ago on our crossover about how if you make a mistake, you can you can pay for it literally financially and get away with it. Whereas the smaller clubs can't, which is why they say, you know what, we need to compress our years of contention into a much shorter window because we can't guarantee that we can rebound. Think about sure. the Red Sox in 2020 during the shortened season. I think it was almost brilliant. They said, uh, you know what, let's kind of tap out of this thing and we can get a really good pick, which they got the third overall pick and and stole Marcel Mayer. Uh high school shortstop, which was fantastic, replenish their farm system a little bit, and then they can still recharge and go back out the next year. Right. Well, the smaller market clubs, they need to tank. And that's something that's being addressed or we think might get addressed Hopefully. in this upcoming CBA yeah. if there should be a salary floor. But if there's going to be a floor, that almost could change the 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 salary cap, the soft cap. They might want to bring that down. The owners sure. would. And then that's going to thereby then really tamp down the contracts, I think. Like, I, like I think Scott, it's, like, it's I, like how, thing. I like how Scott Boris's idea, though, yeah. is to make teams spend more money. Like, no, no, it's not capping the teams that spend too much. <laughs> it's these damn teams that spend less than $100 million. They're the real problem, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I think that it was a question that was proposed in an, uh, a recent Arizona uh, AZ Central article that we're going to get to, uh, some comments that Mike Hazen made, right? But, 
I mean, at times when you look at a team like what the Diamondbacks did, were they going to be competitive this past season? No. So when in the long run, both business-wise and team-wise, organizationally, isn't it? doesn't it make sense to just keep some of that money in your pocket and wait to spend down the road versus now when you know you're not going to be even close to a contender with what some of these teams are spending? Absolutely. The problem is you never know when a team is going to be the Giants, right? The Giants were expected to be good, but they were, you know, they were expected to finish third in the division. That's right. And they won more games than they ever have in franchise history with that team. Baseball is a sport like that. You have no idea when teams are going to catch fire or when, you know, players are going to all of a sudden, you know, reach that next level. It just seems like, you know, right now, as we discussed last night, you know, 17 teams are trying to compete next season. According to Mr. Scott according, Boris. According to Mr. Scott Boris. Is he wrong, though? I mean, is he wrong? Is it not? One, it, like, we said that about the Diamondbacks before this season even started. It was blatantly obvious them, the Cubs, uh, and, a, and a whole other litany of teams were not going to even try to compete in the 2021 season. That made a little more sense because of the financial unsecurity right? The, the lack of financial security, the lack of knowing when fans were going to be led back into stadiums this past season and when they were going to be able to get back to full capacity and all of that, right? So that made a little bit more sense, but going back to things being back to normal, now it just seems like teams don't want to even try to compete before the season's even started. Yeah. And, and I think they, you know, provide a, a tough bargain, a tough bargaining table, so to speak, when it comes to free agents. That's why the qualifying offer was half a million dollars less than it was last year, because, you know, since the last CBA was negotiated, uh, it started the 2016 season, you know, the teams have really helped tamp down contracts in a major way. I think, I think maybe the 2017 off season was really the first time that you started to notice that guys were getting a lot less money yeah. in free agency and was like, is there some kind of collusion going on here? Cause it really seems like it. And there, there was for, after the 17, 18, and even 19 off season guys were just not getting the money that they thought they were going to get. I think Mike Moustakis might've even signed two one year deals back to back before he finally right. got his money. And again, I think those players will still get paid overall, but instead of a, a five-year deal, it's you know a one-year pillow contract, and then I'll get my my four-year your contract. And when there's too many free agents out on the market, that's when the contracts go down. That's why Marvin Miller, when he was you know the head of the the players' association, basically said, no, 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 we we don't want everyone to be free agent all the time or you know every single year after six years. That's perfect because then it's a slow drip. And then sure. you talk about classes where you're like, ah, who's the best free agent available? You're like, eh, you know, that guy's all right. Well, because that player is the best one in his class, he's going to get 150, close to $200 million. And that works out great for the Players Association. And I think now ownership is really starting to fight back. And that again, I don't know that it's collusion, but they're getting smart enough to realize, hey, if, if we just – stay firm with these shorter term deals, then it's, it's going to kind of lower the expectations and sure. flood the market. And you used to think about guys where they would want six year deals and they would get six year deals. And now that same player is go hoping, you know, to get four, but they'd really only get three. Isn't it crazy though, to sign a guy to a 10 year contract? I mean, isn't that crazy? I, like, yeah, yeah. It just seems insane to me. I, and I, I am a big trust me. I'm a I, on one hand, 
I understand what athletes give and I understand how much money these franchises make off of them. Right. Uh, you know, just not the endorsement deals they get separately on their own, but essentially the endorsement deals with the ball club and how the ball club uses them to sell tickets and merchandise yeah. and all that stuff. Right. It just seems crazy to me though, with so many variables in a game like baseball that you would give anybody that much time, you know, and not have several out clauses or, or ability that if that p- player isn't performing to the level that they do something differently, right? Maybe something with more uh, incentive based contracts and less for a base salary. But if you reach 30 home runs, then you get like an insane extra amount of money, right? Like not like, Oh, Hey, you get 300, $400,000 extra. Like, Oh, if you hit 30 home runs, you're getting 15 million extra a year or whatever. Right. So I, I don't know. I just, I feel like with baseball, it's, it's too easy for guys to get that money, find themselves to not be as motivated and hungry as they were, just like in any sport, and and not perform. Mm. I w- it's funny you're here because one of the first big, huge contracts that didn't even seem to make sense to me as a baseball fan was Todd Helton. And wasn't that was a that was a big contract for the time, wasn't sure. it? And I, I mean, mean, even Troy Tulowitzki's deal was big, sure, at, yeah. at the time. And I, again, you know. To your, to your point, as far as, you know, longer term deals that are very lucrative, you know, we don't, we don't know how much money these teams make. Like they don't open up the books. Correct. So the Correct. fact that they give these deals out kind of willy nilly tells you all you need to know about, sure. you know, the, the game's doing all right financially. So there's probably even more Especially money. Especially you guys in Colorado. Out. I've seen those. I've seen the videos of, oh, we, you know. Those. We sell plenty of the bread brews and <laughs> Rocky Mountain oysters. Yes, Although I've still yet to meet anybody out there. Uh, that has eaten the Rocky Mountain oysters that they sell at at Coors Field. Yeah. But with the, with the Todd Helton deal, <laughs> with the Todd Helton deal, um, you know, again, when when players sign those kind of extensions, you got to remember that in five years' time, what is considered a you know a, a large, say, thirteen million dollar deal, that now becomes small potatoes, right? So you can yeah. you can look down the line and say, hey, okay. Uh, this this veteran player might not be might not have as much value, but we're we're going to pay him at the back end, so we maybe don't have to pay him as much, you know, in, in the front part of the deal. And if you're you're talking about a guy who's, you know, I wouldn't say it was a statue contract. I love that 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 bit of selling by Scott Boris last year yeah. for the Tatis deal. He called it a statue contract because yeah. if you sign a player to a three hundred million dollar thirteen year deal, you better be able to make a statue. Yeah. Exactly yeah, yeah. right, and mm-hmm. so. If it's if it's a guy that's been in your organization for the entirety of his life and is on a Hall of Fame type trajectory, you go, well, whether he makes the Hall of Fame or not is kind of irrelevant. This guy's going to be an ambassador to our organization and we don't want him to go away. And there's yeah. kind of a rare few that really get that designation, I think, all across baseball. Sure. But for Colorado, Helton's been the only one. They they locked up Tulowitzki to a long-term deal and then, hey, the money wasn't right anymore. They offloaded him. To Toronto, you know, Walker already had a career in Montreal. Nolan Arenado was the next guy where he was going to be the next Todd Helton, yeah. and I think he may have, you know, essentially stepped in and said, "I don't know that I want to be the next Mister Todd Helton," uh, because of a lot of the trials and tribulations Todd had to go through, and the fact that you know he is a Hall of Famer, and yet he may have to wait all ten years, just like Larry Walker did. Yeah, and so that kind of changed the course well, of, of history as well. And Paul Goldschmidt would probably be our closest thing to a statue player, I think. You know, right, totally. I just, again, sometimes when you are, when you put your feelings aside, right, for your fandom and try to, you know, you put on 
your fedora of of business your business your business fedora right and you try to think in that way um you know it wouldn't have made sense to keep someone like paul goldschmidt with a huge contract around during this period of time when they knew that most likely uh they were going to be rebuilding it also though makes me question signing madison bumgarner to the big deal when you also knew a similar you know kind of thing right um, but here's the thing, guys. You guys can go uh, to DraftKings Sportsbook. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Download it. Use our code of PHNX. And again, using uh, just a dollar on any any NFL game or any NBA game, you'll get $100 in free bets should that team score a point. And as long as you're not betting, obviously, like I said, on the Alabama High School League, you shouldn't be worried about uh, if those teams are going to score any points in a basketball game. Uh, but I am... Uh, Mr. Parlay, I'm a big fan of doing parlays, same game parlays, multiple game parlays, multiple sport parlays. I'll never be as cool as this guy, though. Big Papa Parlay next to me. I'm still mad I didn't think of that nickname. And I, I lost sleep that <laughs> night when you told me that that's what people call you. Uh, He's because... really jealous, Patrick. He no, really I know. Is. Jesse knows. <laughs> Jesse knows. I texted him. I'm like, I can't believe he's Big Papa Parlay. But you can be big Papa Parlay too. Don't call yourself around this guy though, because he'll he'll say gimmick infringement. Uh, combine multiple bets from a same game for a bigger payout. Combine multiple bets from multiple sports for a big payout. Whatever you want to do. Uh, but DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. It lets you do all of that. Best of all, it lets you uh, deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want to. So get on there today. We're going to give you a DraftKings pick of the week a little bit later, but uh, download it now. Prepare yourself for the pick of the week. It's solid information. It doesn't come from me. Uh, it comes from PD from the Coyotes. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm going to tell you to bet against the Coyotes. Uh, go download it now <laughs> and use our code of PHNX. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, and also... Uh, become a member over at our gophnx.com website. We got lots of great content up there for you guys to check out. Uh, if you're an Arizona sports fan, uh, it's, it's it never stops. All right. Uh, right now, we have some updates from the Arizona Fall League up there. Jesse had a great piece that we've both uh, thoroughly enjoyed about Zach Granke, Zach Granke's contract coming to an end. Uh, and I also still uh, am, am, have been diligently working on uh, how much uh, Jeff Bannister has made an impact on my life since our interview last week. So <laughs> all of that will be available on gophnx.com. Become a member. You can either become an annual member and get a free T-shirt. And again, maybe go over to the Coyotes or the uh, Suns phnx underscore sons phnx underscore coyotes they might sweeten the deal for you as far as uh signing up for an annual membership or you can become a month-to-month member and you'll get your first month for 50 cents uh that's just a little appetizer for you guys and hopefully you'll enjoy the content enough to stick around we appreciate uh the support and everybody already signing up we've surpassed a thousand subscribers and we're thrilled about that and to be honest uh, right now, we are uh, just enjoying uh, our two-month anniversary here at PHNX. So we're, we've uh, we really, uh, is it we today? really enjoyed talking is sports today the with you. Two-month anniversary. What's that? Is it today? The two. I don't know. Uh, I guess it was. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, se- uh, September 9th. Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day? So we were close. Okay. We were close. Okay. We were right around then. But um, you guys have done a lot in two months because when people ask me where I'm from or what you know who I write for and I say DNVR, they go, "Is that any relation to PHNX?" <laughs> Every single time. That's awesome, though. That's because amazing. We get, yeah, we get that. We get that. You know, we get the DNVR yeah. oh, yeah. stuff, obviously, and people. You know the the thing that people typically follow up with, which which I like, is 
that you know they're like we love what those dnvr guys are doing so you guys uh definitely leading the way for us and i, I don't know man we talked about it in our in our meeting today but it's just been um, a lot of fun to be a part of this. It's been an absolute honor to be a part of this. And it's so great to be able to talk about sports like this. I've worked in traditional media for a long time. And, you know, to be honest, it's it's just not the same as uh, being able to speak from the heart, give your opinion, and and really enjoy talking about sports instead of, you know, trying to be fit under the confines of professional journalism. You guys know me. <laughs> like I, I know most of you are like professional journalists that guy yeah exactly so that's why i'm here uh and that's why jesse is going to be with me as my vice mayor i'm bringing you back as my vice mayor jesse patrick's been okay. downgraded right. uh okay. to comptroller but uh jesse's with me for the rest of my life just like my iphone 13 that has a terabyte of memory i bought that uh for that purpose so i would die with that phone in my hand and again jesse will be at my side when I die. Uh, but interestingly enough, I thought the Arizona Diamondbacks were dead in the water this season. Their talk about free agency uh, has kind of dashed our hopes. Uh, we analyzed Mike Hazen's statement from the end of the season where he talked about uh, not looking for external candidates to fill positional needs. And we, we've, we've found enough qualifying statements and words in that sentence to keep them out of, uh, out of really saying that they switched their position or Oh well, we did go after some free agents, even though we said we weren't going to. Uh, but Mike under Hayes, under promise and over deliver is that kind of the strategy? I think so. I think that it's setting expectations the right way, and I think it's also setting expectations that if they do bring in free agents, it's not going to be the ones that Jesse and I were doing yesterday when we were spending yeah. Ken Kendrick's money. Right? <laughs> it's not going to be. I mean, it there there might be a couple of gems. Jesse was very reasonable. Jesse was like. When you give a kid ten dollars, I gave one. I gave one reasonable. You answer. were pretty reasonable, even in your <laughs> unrealistic ones. Jesse, I said they should honest. bring back Max Scherzer. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and Robbie Ray. And Robbie Ray. We want to have Robbie a Ray. Oh, that's all. We want to bring back all the free yeah. agents that yeah. we lost, basically. Um, well, no, but you did. You were reasonable, and Je Jesse is like the kid. You give ten dollars, and he spends it responsibly. Bought multiple things at the store, uh, and didn't just buy candy. So I'm very proud of him. But uh, yesterday, Mike Hazen said in an interview with AZ Central uh, in regards to this team, and basically 2022 being another you know 2021 type season. Lost year. He said, and I quote: "Yes, uh, he said I want to move the ball forward." All right. Uh, guessing football terminology there weird for a baseball guy but he said yes i get it which maybe it's about the football terminology uh i don't know what we're going to be able to buy uh I, I don't know that we are going to be able to buy 40 wins in free agency i'm not sure if that's realistic but we want to move the ball forward we are going to try to put better players on our team so jesse i'll start with you <laughs> this sounds <laughs> like they're gonna go after some players in free agency it does. Yeah, I think so. So we we broke down Mike Hazen's initial words right uh, on the uh, on the press conference that he gave the day after the season ended. And it had a different tone to it. Right. He was talking a lot more about uh, internal, the internal workings of the organization. Yes. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I don't necessarily think that Mike Hazen is, you know, making a U-turn here and, and completely going a different direction with this offseason. And suddenly, you know, he wants to spend money. I think this has probably been the plan all along. And, and on the day of that presser, right after the season ended, I think his focus, and rightfully so, was more on what's happening inside the organization. Because let's face it, even if the Diamondbacks did go get Carlos Correa, 
they still would not be a contending baseball team after winning 52 games. That's the bigger they have point. Bigger, yeah, they have bigger problems than the amount of money they can or cannot spend in free agency. And so I think it was I think it was right for Mike Hazen to address. We need to first figure out how we're going to maximize the talent that we already have. I think that is that is priority number one for this baseball team. Yep. And now as the offseason goes on and, you know, Mike has probably had more conversations with ownership about, you know, what might uh, what might happen this offseason. Obviously, earlier we talked about the salary floor, which would certainly change some things It might even force the Diamondbacks to spend some more money. They are going to spend some money. And, and I think, Mike, now that he's sort of talked about how internally we need to improve what's happening here. Yeah. Also externally, you know, the Diamondbacks, they're, they're not going to go and, and do something crazy, but they need a third baseman and they desperately need some bullpen help. And, and I do expect that the Diamondbacks will spend probably conservatively in, in both of those categories and, and bring in some external candidates. I swear at one point you said they can ha spend some money and I know what you're getting out there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. I think that they are going to bring in some guys. I think that maybe fit the timeline. Somebody along the same, you know, like you, you, you and I have agreed in the past that if we are going to build around players on this team, it's Zach yeah. Gallon, it is Cattell Marte, and it is Carson, right? So yeah. if if we can get to a point where this team is bringing in guys in that age range in that group and can you know add young talent around it 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 could be the nucleus that they're looking for to actually build around right i'll I'll also add that in an interview amiel sade who works underneath my case and mentioned the possibility of trading for a third baseman that the diamondbacks might look to acquire you know a younger controllable uh talent at third base and that's Mm. something i could totally see like that actually could be a pretty you know you're not necessarily talking about a bottom tier third baseman they actually could go for it and try to find a third baseman as long as they're controllable and I'll still be around here for a few years. And so Josh Rojas is just better as more of a utility guy then? Because right now, I mean, you probably have to pencil him in and he's has only like a, a little over a year of of service time. So, I mean, you, you've got him for four more years. He's again, he's better as the first guy off the bench. Well, Josh Rojas, he, you know, I I think they've played him entirely too many places. You know, he's He's played him basically everywhere, everywhere. I mean, he just hasn't, I don't think he's pitched and I don't think he's caught, but aside from that, he's played everywhere. (laughs) And I think the thing with Rojas is it, it's that case of, we don't know what he can really do at a set position because we really haven't seen that out of him. What we've seen is maybe him being spread too thin and being utilized like that too much where he's serviceable to good, you know, maybe even okay at certain positions, but not great anywhere where that's where you would want to see him at, right? And I think with Rojas, he suffers from the same thing a few guys on this team suffer from. Now, Lavallo has said in the past that he likes to play that way. Right. So that's yeah. the thing. I think uh, Rojas is a guy that you can expect to have some sort of a utility role moving forward. I don't think you have to pin him at one particular position. The question is just, is that position third base? And I think the answer is, I don't think third, I think third base is a place where he's going to probably back up as a utility sure. guy, but probably not somewhere that they're trying to have him settle long term. I still would love to go back and look at the depth chart for this team before the season started, because I swear <laughs> to God, I sw- hand to the Bible. They like had like the same guy backing up several positions 
And again, this might not be the official depth chart that Tori Lavolo is considering or using, but it was the depth chart that they had on the team website. So when you looked at it, you couldn't help but wonder, how the hell is this really going to work out if two of these guys get injured at the same time, which is exactly <laughs> what happened all season long to this team. So it was maddening. You knew just from the go that they weren't deep enough. And forget, forget being competitive. There were times where you looked at this depth chart before the season started and thought, what is going to happen if they have like any kind of injuries? And if you if you even thought that for a moment, it it definitely came true. You know, it, it is what came true, right? But the team already wasn't necessarily competitive even at that point. It was just like, wow, even your starters, even you know, your lack of depth here seems like you're getting yourself into a, a, you know, a problem. That's when we knew that the Diamondbacks weren't really, especially when all they added was, you know, bullpen arms, veteran bullpen arms to this team during the offseason uh, and spent a whole whopping $8 million on it, you know, <laughs> versus versus listening to the haul that some teams got during the offseason. It's just crazy. But, I'll say this, uh, looking at the Diamondbacks roster and their depth chart and their prospects, you guys are in a worse spot than the Rockies. I'll say that. Yes. And I think. <laughs> no, Thanks, that's Patrick. Not- Right. He's not You're wrong. Welcome. You're welcome. He's not wrong. Because the, the talent at the major league level is better for Colorado right now, especially the, the starting rotation as far as depth goes. I mean, if we're talking – Yeah, you know, depth is a disaster two, for the Diamondbacks right now. Yeah, I, I know Mad Bum has been you know, less than stellar, but I'd probably rather have Bumgarner and Gallon over Marquez and Freeland. Not by a lot, but I would. But then when you get the third, fourth, and, and fifth guy in the rotation, I definitely would rather have what Colorado does. And again, with with the players that are coming uh, up through the, the Rockies pipeline and the fact that there are uh, a few more younger contributing players to the Rockies where while McMahon, Tapia, and Freeland are all going to be free agents after the 2023 season, there's still going to be, you know, uh, Brendan Rogers will still be around Antonio Senzatella, Austin Gomber. There's still going to be other guys that are there. Whereas in three, four years for the diamondbacks, a lot of these guys will be moving on. Zach Allen could be in his final year before free agency. And then, you know, I think the diamondbacks have done a good job in, in the draft and, and acquiring some, some prospects, obviously their big draft. What was that in 2019 where they had yeah. 98 of the first 99 <laughs> uh-huh. selections? I think right, roughly, right. Take, they, take, they roughly drafted the take. entire, uh, they, the, the entire amateur draft went to the card. The, the, the entire the University of Texas yep. uh, at Austin baseball team. I was drafted. So I, I think in, in that sense, Rockies are in a, a better state now, but with a couple of the right moves and maybe some freedom to I'm not going to say tank, but if they do want to go more of a full rebuild, then you know you're gonna get get something really nice, a, a good return on a Cattell Marte. You know, uh, you can get Nick Ahmed off the books if if you need to, and kind of look further on down the line. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a bad example. But Zach Nick, Gallen, Nick, think, Nick Ahmed, unfortunately, I mean, they're they're paying him more than at least for this last season, they paid him more than he was worth. I don't think you're gonna get much of anything. No, they may have to yeah, even deal a prospect with him. In order just right. to, to have, which him. I don't think, I don't think this regime is going to do. Dave Stewart would have done that. I don't in a think second, so. But I don't, yeah, I don't he would have. Uh, he would have done whatever. Hey, I hear yeah. Shelby Miller's making a comeback. Shut <laughs> your mouth! I will kick you <laughs> two off. Two episodes, the show. two Shelby Miller references. I need Sorry, the, guys. I need the Sorry. DNVR Rockies <laughs> to take this guy back. I'm sick of him already. Um, <laughs> especially, we're going to get to our D Rocks uh, 
snake draft and the uh, results of oh, that, yeah, that go. where that you go. cheated. Um, basically, you cheated. But uh, before we get there, I just want to once again remind everybody to use our code of PHNX, not this guy's DNVR, but PHNX over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bet $1 on the NBA or the NFL for either team to score. It's a ridiculous promotion. You're going to get your money and get your $100 in free bets. Uh, then you can turn around and make more money with our DraftKings picks of the week. I am going to give you one for Thursday night football tonight, and that is Devonta Freeman over 45 and a half rushing yards. Uh, it's not going to make you a ton of money. You might want to match that up uh, with like, uh, I don't know, uh, Marquise Brown, um, anytime touchdown. Uh, that's why I like Lamar Jackson also uh, probably have some rushing attempts. I think I took the over on rushing attempts at nine and a half. Uh, another thing that I want to tell you guys to pick is bet against the coyotes. Just do it. Maybe not against the Blackhawks. I might avoid that particular game, but I have made so much money. Uh, are they hot right now? Okay. Well then bet against the Blackhawks too. Uh, definitely bet uh, uh, on the predators to beat them on, on Saturday though. I, really haven't lost a whole lot of money uh, betting against the Coyotes, so God bless them for being terrible. Again, I've said this about the Diamondbacks. You guys have heard me say it before. Just because they're losing doesn't mean you have to. Go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Uh, let's also talk a little bit more about losing. We had our D-Rocks snake draft the other day. Uh, snake draft in D-Rocks. We had uh, our pal Patrick join us. And let's show our teams really quickly. We had, took to social media, had everybody uh, vote on this. Uh, Jesse's terrible team uh, that had Daniel Descalso <laughs> as the number one pick. Uh, but no, nobody's <laughs> team is worse than mine because apparently I selected a guy named Matt Reynolds for the overall <laughs> pick, number uh, my number one overall pick. Uh, so I guess I deserve very much so to lose, but... We're taking a look at our poll results. Of course, our of course our winner is this guy over here, Patrick. Um, I hate you, and you've you ruined my game. But uh, Patrick wins with forty six percent of the votes. Uh, maybe I much think Patrick like- is the Patrick is the only one who had a viable first round pick. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, Matt Reynolds isn't getting it done, I guess. Uh, no. but Jesse, I did come in second over you with 30% of the votes. Uh, you had 24%, much like the D backs and the Rockies, though. Uh, if we team up and gang up on this guy, uh, well, then the PHNX D backs podcast won with 54% of the votes. Yeah, we won. You could do sorry. it that way. I'm sorry, I'm I'll, sorry. I'll give you this Matt Reynolds was an actual player that did play for both the Diamondbacks and Rockies. No, so that's a real guy who does exist. No. So it doesn't yeah. look that atrocious. No, it does. And it does because it's no, you can't make atrocious. it better by saying that. It's it's not that. It's Mark Reynolds. It that's that's it why I lost. Mark. If they would have seen Mark Reynolds up there, they would have known. That would have been helpful. Jesse, oh. since you're short on nicknames and you did finish in third place here in a central oh, election gosh. in which 46%, you know, ended up winning, you can be the Ross Perot. So, you know, I don't know if that's a great nickname or a reference that mm. even some people get. He's not going to get that. No, he's not going to get he's that. He's not going to get a Ross he Perot know, reference. He doesn't know television shows from the 90s. <laughs> he knows nothing. His mustache looks like it was at least born in the late 80s. All, no? all of his Maybe. information is just baseball stats and math. The mustache math. is from the late 80s. I can confirm. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, by the way, I really appreciate having two math teachers on my show today. This is fantastic. <laughs> That's why I'm the comptroller, man. I Go know. The numbers. I know. This is great. I feel very inadequate when it comes to trying to do stats around you two guys. But Patrick, I've had an absolute blast uh, around uh, Arizona Fall League with you. Uh, Jesse, you know I have a blast with you every single day. But uh, you guys, Always. get out to Arizona Fall League. There's not a lot of time left. Uh, there is, what, seven days left? Or, I mean, there's one week from this Saturday is the championship game. So not a lot of opportunities to go out. Uh, this Saturday is the Fall Stars game. The D-backs only have one representative in the Fall Star game. That was, that was on my list of things to get to. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it, and it was essentially... Uh, who the heck is Shumpei Yoshikawa? Well, Yoshikawa is one of, what, <laughs> six D-backs players. He's a reliever. And I'm pretty sure that Slade, Ch- Slade Ciccone uh, was going to be their representative. However, he reached his innings limit and then was pulled. So he was the yeah. one that really was kind of the big name that people were interested in. And he didn't disappoint. He had a pretty good... Uh, fall league so uh i'm not not too mad about that but i also don't uh you know it's the fall league so i'm not surprised that there's not a lot of representation uh like i said the they haven't been having a great uh the the (laughs) the rafters have not had a great season as far as the fall league is concerned this relationship is working out well i think for for rockies fans and and for me too as as someone who's covering the the rockies because we can look and say ah as rough as Things are for Colorado Baseball Club, and as difficult as it can be to follow the team and see what they do, just look down at the bottom of the standings and see what's <laughs> going on with Arizona with their one prospect okay. in the Fall Stars game. Get out. And you go, get out. No, get you know, out. No, we're done. Hey, get we out. got two guys and a fan vote for Michael Tolia. I'm hey. sending. I'm sending you back to Colorado. This is uh, Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. You can get him at Pat. Patrick D. Lyons. Uh, Jesse's at Jesse N. Friedman. Everybody's using their full name and middle initial around here except me. I am cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, but the show can be found at PHNX underscore D-backs. All roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please follow us everywhere. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, uh, subscribe to us there. Drop us a five-star review. Again, I know I'm not a five star man. This guy over here is definitely a five star man. And you know, Jesse Friedman is a five star man. So drop us a five star review. Go over to YouTube if you're not watching us there and subscribe there. Sign up for notifications. Uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, do the other stuff I said about the audio podcasting. Um, but we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, come a member, join us. We'll, we'll be on the members only Discord. You have all the shirt deals. I think right now the members have a buy one, get one free. Uh, on any wow. sun shirt on the phnxlocker.com. Nice. So yes, those shirts are great. Get the one that's was based on my tattoo. You can't see it in all of this sunshine, but oh, and also check out the sunshine. If you're an East Coaster or something right now, this is real. This isn't artificially generated. We don't have this kind of well, we do have a lot of sunshine in Colorado, but, it's just but right cold. now it's cold. It's on the cooler yeah. side. And you know, I said it a couple of days ago, the DNVR bar We've got the backstock of all the PHNX shirts, so there's yeah. no supply chain issues. Absolutely, get those orders in yeah. now. Yep. Just put it out of your head. That's right. Get it. Get it. The in time deliveries for the will get made. You won't have yeah. to make any apologies and say, "Hey, sorry, maybe in January, February, you'll get your gift." No, right. it'll sorry. be there. You can I'm have to give that. you a card that says when your gift will get here, or like some sort of invoice. That's always weird. No, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Get your all of your holiday gift shopping done with the PHNX. Give someone a membership. Get them a free T-shirt. 
got yourself set. You are the hero of the holiday season. We thank you guys again so much on behalf of Patrick, uh, Jesse, and myself. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you give people PHNX memberships for the holiday season. <laughs>